Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six figure income around my nine to five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief but now operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. All right, gang, this is one of those episodes where you're probably gonna want pen and paper. I've been asked by my students inside my academy to do an overview of time management, of building your dreams around your nine to five. And I had some questions on how did I manage my time? How was I strategic? So I did some digging and found my old notes. And I actually found my old tracker that I used to track my time to ensure I was on pace every single week to grow and scale my dreams. You see the number one mistake most network marketers specifically and entrepreneurs make in general as well is that there's no accountability for themselves. There's no one to report to. So they are not showing up fully the way they should. And so in this exercise and in this episode, I walk you through the step-by-step process to create a roadmap to weekly success to keep your finger on the pulse of your business and grow it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Good morning. Good morning, Burnout to All Out community. I am popping in here. Surprise, surprise for early morning podcast recording on time management while working full time and trying to scale your dreams around nine to five. It's a a major topic of discussion inside the academy especially for some of my top leaders who are really starting to scale and build these businesses. And it's not just anymore. They're managing teams, they're managing their day job, they've got kids. And it recently brought to my attention that I did a podcast earlier in my series on time management and managing multiple businesses. And I realized, thank you for your feedback, guys, continue bringing me the feedback, that a lot of my listeners are still in the ground level building their first business on their nine to five. And so the feedback I got was, gosh, Melissa, that podcast on time management, managing multiple businesses was really cool. But can you take us back to when you were working full time, scaling your first figure business around your day job? Because that's where we really want the set to get started and have that like, you know, that those train tracks to run on. So having said that, I did some digging and I went back and actually found two things that I'm bringing to you guys today. Number one is an old presentation I did to uh, a large, large group in my network marketing company. Um, Once I hit six figures and was still working full time, I was asked to present on how I was making it all. And I also found my time management tracking sheet, 
when I was working full time, guys, this troubled my business in a couple of months, was leaning in and tracking my activities, treating the business, the income producing asset that it was and giving it the respect and the organization and the commitment that it needed to scale it. I use this term in my presentation and I'm kind of, for those of you who are watching me live and not listening to the podcast, you'll see me look to the right because I have another, I have slides that I'm looking at for my old presentation, but I turned the present going from sometimes to intentional part-time through time management tactics. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by going from sometimes to intentional part-time, right? Because here's the thing. If you're scaling your dreams right now around your job, your nine five, it's still part-time. But just because it's part-time, it's sometimes convenient for you. Because what I can tell you is if you treat your side hustle like a hobby, you will get hobby pay. If you only pursue it when timing is right and shit hasn't hit the fan, you will never achieve your dreams, right? If you treat it like a hobby, you get hobby pay. If you lean in, even if you're working part-time, and you're able to put an hour a day into your business, if you're strategic and you're tracking your income-producing activities, you'll be very surprised at the growth in your business because of consistency. But if you're not committed to tracking and every time you're, you wake up tired babies at night or, you know, you have a fire at work, what happens is if you don't have a plan and you don't have an accountability tracker, slowly you lose traction day, week after week. How many of you, I see a couple of you watching here in the chat box, have ever hit a roadblock in life that ultimately slowed you down in growing your business. And I can tell you, I've been there before I created a tracker for myself. Life would get in the way, a tree fell on our house, I got pneumonia, the kids got pneumonia, I started a new job, right? And all the things over weeks to months culminated and I lost a lot of traction in my business. It wasn't until I'm about to share with you guys that I really owned that it's okay to get off track, but I've gotta be able to chill back in and have a game plan when when it's time, right? So maybe the baby is sick, maybe you're sick, maybe you miss a couple of days, maybe the whole house has COVID. Once you get your wind with beneath your wings and you get your oxygen mask back on, you've gotta be ready to jump back in with a plan, right? Okay, so that's what we're gonna talk about today is you know, how do you come up with that plan, Melissa, right? How do you come up with that plan? So the first thing I would challenge you to do before we really get into the actual tactical how you create time management working around your five and growing your business is you have to, we're going to have to do a gut check. So I'm going to do a little exercise with you where we're going to do a gut check with how much time you're willing to commit, right? That's a big question. It's always just going to be a hope and a dream and a hobby. If you haven't slowed down to assess, what am I willing to commit in my calendar? So we're going to talk about that. The second piece is eliminating distractions. Are we all growing businesses from home right now? Absolutely, right? So there has to be rules and guard guardrails and guidelines around your business hours and the time that you're going to work your business, right? Eliminating distractions. Number three, we're going to go through a, my step-by-step -step process. We really cover in depth inside my academy. I call them the three eyes. When you stick to these three eyes, when you stick to these three eyes that I'm going to cover at the end of the podcast, you will undeniably good traction and growth in your business because I, I coach you to break down the different income producing activities that are designed for your business, right? And then 
the last piece is then what's what's the most mundane part of social selling that most people miss? It's the repeat, the rinse and repeat, the rinse and repeat. Go back and do it over and over and over and over again weekly, right? The success is in the mundane, right? Okay, so let's dive in. So first of all, let's talk about your gut check, right? How the next is I want you guys to get a pin out when you're listening to this. If you're driving while you're listening to this podcast recording, I highly suggest you come back to this when you've got time to really um, write down what you're thinking. But my first question is, how much time are you truly willing to commit on a weekly basis to your social selling business? How much time are you willing to commit? How many of you have started running with your social selling business, but never truly sat down with your calendar and decided to own it like this big multiple six figure business that it is and commit in your calendar. Many slide into this business with, with just kind of haphazard sticking where it fits when it's convenient. I'll DM some people, I'll scroll through media. Maybe I'll get some leads. Maybe I want how many of you guys are guilty of that. I know when I first started, I was that way. How did I start? It was like, oh, I'm just going to make some posts and pray on social media and we'll see what happens, right? I want you to ask yourself, it's a real gut check. How much time am I willing to commit to this business? And part of that's going to depend on your long game goal. Are you here to make, you know, a couple thousand extra dollars a month for lifestyle? If so, your willingness to commit may be different than someone who's looking to match or exceed a six-figure, multiple six-figure income or create a massive legacy for themselves. But I have to ask you if you're saying that's your goal. So if you're saying you want to make seven figures, are you giving it seven figure attention and organization? Okay. So I want you to look at your calendar and I want you to ask yourself throughout a seven day week, week, day over day within each day, how much time are you willing to commit? Your calendar might be action packed with work, with homeschooling, right? What this may mean to you is that you may need to get up 30 minutes earlier. I know I did. At the peak of me growing my business and massive momentum, I was up at 4.30 a.m. in order to work my business, okay? It may mean you need to, you know, maybe go to the gym seven days a week, but you have massive goals. I'm here to tell you, you might have to scale back your workout routine twice a week to focus on your business, right? One of my great mentors always said, it, not that you want to sacrifice your health, but if you need a sacrifice being a little bit fluffy for a couple of months so that ultimately you can go to the gym whenever you want, right? Now I get on my Peloton when it suits me, right? Middle of the day, early in the morning, late afternoon. I work my schedule because guess what? I don't have a J-O-B. I'm not working for anyone else anymore. My schedule is designed by my lifestyle, right? So what are you willing to sacrifice to commit time? Maybe you're willing to commit 10 hours a week. Now you're like, gosh, where do I fit that in, right? You've got to take ownership of that. Where are those 10 hours going to come from? Are there certain days that aren't as heavy as others, right? So I know for me, my, my little one has swim lessons. On Thursday night, I all I see my, my husband in the background, like threw off. And my daughter gymnastics on Monday nights, right? So, like, I'm not running a business during that time. So, it's knowing your schedule, okay? And then the second thing around the gut check is do have you discussed this being a priority to you and your family, right? And this is important before you start committing this time because if you're working full time, 
or you're a stay-at-home mom whose career has been taking care of the kids, either one, now all of a sudden you're diverting some of your time to growing a business. Something has to give, right? Something has to give. And so unless you have agreement from your family that this is the this is where I'm headed, let's talk about what this is going to do for the family and get your family on board with when mommy's got the door closed and she's doing a live, know that it's going towards, like for us, it's going towards that hole, right? That we're putting in the backyard. So they know they're part of the team, right? They're cheering me on and they're going to be quiet and respect what I'm trying to do versus having their feelings hurt that they've lost time with mom, right? So have that, once you assess your calendar, it's important to have that conversation with your spouse. Get him in on the game of what life is going to look like for him and the family when the income starts to come in. Because you're getting a lot more advocacy and a lot less animosity if you can have that conversation and share with your new calendar. Hey, here's where I'm looking to work in some time. You know, I'm really trying to squeeze it. The thing was, I really tried to squeeze in about an hour to two hours a day broken up into small time slots throughout the week. But I had an agreement with my husband that when certain things happen during the week where, you know, my day job probably demanding or, you know, one of the kids was sick or whatnot, we had an agreement that sometimes on the weekends, I might have to go to Starbucks for two or three hours. Here's the key. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. The only reason I knew I needed to go to Starbucks was because I was tracking my income producing activities. And I knew by the end of the week on Fridays, if I hadn't met my goals, right? But if you're not tracking your activities, there's going to be nothing to light a fire under your ass to say, shoot, I missed my goals this week. I need to go spend two or three hours in a hole, catch up before next week. Guys, this is how you create accountability to grow an income producing asset that is truly residual, that truly makes you money. That's not just a hobby that fits in when it fits your life, right? And then, my friends, you are going to map that out on your calendar. When you guys look at my schedule, what you can see is that I've adapted it to the activities in my business and my day job. So what you'll see is there's early morning activity where I'm connecting and we'll talk, we'll talk about the activities in a minute. But what I want you to see and what I want you to hold yourself accountable to is I want you to go print out a Sunday through Sunday, Monday or whatever, a seven day calendar with time slots in it. And what I share with you in a couple of minutes, I want you to go back and break down in your calendar where you're going to work it in. So for me, I bet from five to five fifteen in the morning, I was doing stuff for my my side hustle. From five fifteen to five thirty, I was doing stuff for my side hustle. You can see that had fifteen minute time slots of getting things done that were achievable, especially juggling little kids so that if it didn't happen I could circle that little square move it later in the day or the next day I knew that I knew that I knew based off the three eyes were it needed to be completed before the end of the week I wasn't doing anything in my in my side hustle but I carved out time at lunchtime for 30 minutes to an hour to do some income producing activities now the great thing about this is if you're 
I hate to give you some hints on being a bad employee, but there were days where how many of you were on conference calls where you're not really an active participant and you're just there for the ride. I would pull out my sheet and think, okay, what can I multitask do here while this conference call is going on in my day job so that I can move along on my checklist, right? And then you can see in the evenings, like 9.30, there were days where I work. Now, if you're tracking income activities throughout the week, if you're not hitting the mark on certain things each day, it's okay. It's fluid and you can move it to the next day, right? You can move it to the next day. Now, our team happens to have calls from 8.30 in the morning. And when I could make it happen, I would listen in to my social selling business. Okay. So hopefully that little chart was helpful. What I would encourage you guys to do with that is, you know, you can download a spreadsheet like that off of your, your Mac or, you know, there's lots of apps out there like programs where you can, you can pull that stuff up now. All right, so while I'm pulling this back up, who's gonna be printing out some, some sheets to hold themselves accountable? So this is what I do. This is what I actually, this is what I did for the longest time when I was working full-time. And my team knows this. I would take that, that income-producing activity sheet and I would I print out like a stack of 12 of them. And every Monday, I would pull one out. I was a paper girl. And I would keep it folded in my work day job notebook. So back in the day when I traveled a lot, if I was sitting at the airport or I was sitting in a hotel room, wherever I was, if I had 15 minutes, I didn't waste a second. I didn't just, you know, lackadaisically get on Instagram or Facebook and scroll thinking I'll find something to do. No, I knew exactly what I needed to be doing, not to waste my time. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about before we get into three eyes is eliminate distractions. Many of you will be surprised to know that it's nine o'clock in the morning and I have not checked my email. I've not checked Messenger. I have not checked any urgent needs that anyone needs from me because in the mornings I create. I'm either writing content, I am producing a podcast, I'm giving value. I am doing what I need to do to grow my business today, which looks a little bit different than it did a couple of years ago, but the point is the same, okay? I eliminate distractions of urgent needs of others. My phone is on airplane mode in the morning, right? So if you've only got 30 minutes in the morning to maximize growing your business before your day job starts, don't let your technology suck that ink producing time out of you. How many of you wake up in the morning and you're instantly notified of text messages, emails, it's like on the main screen of your phone and all of a sudden you're already like shot into anxiety, down into a rabbit hole, responding to people when those 15 to 30 minutes could have been used to pour into you to meditate or to jump right into driving your business, right? So what I want to say here from a social media standpoint, I practice what I preach. So silence notifications on your messenger thread, silence notifications on Facebook and Instagram, have a scheduled times that you go in there. And this is this is true for those of you who have big social selling teams or you're part of big social selling teams, network marketing teams, that have really active Facebook pages, spreads, Slack communications. Guys, they can gobble up so much of your time. And guess what those notifications are? That's what they are. There's someone else's urgent needs, not yours. Okay. When you are working full time or managing kids full time and trying to grow another business, you have to be ferocious 
ferociously protective of your time. I don't waste a minute to this day. I don't waste a minute. So schedule times that you're going to check in. You can get away with that even with your day job. I have I had scheduled time when I had emails and I would do them in bulk and then get back to something else, right? And what it does is it also creates the expectation for the people that you work with, with your day job and your social selling business, that this is how you operate, right? This is how you operate. You're not going to be available for just quick turnaround every time somebody needs something because then you're just spending your day in a tailspin, right? Okay. The next one is when I say eliminate distractions around family, right? So, you know, when you really need to hone in and let's say create content for the week for social media, right? Make sure you can get into a silent place and get into your zone and create some profound content that's going to resonate with your avatar. For those of you who are working from home, you know, building your network marketing business, building your day job or working your day job, I would suggest as you begin creating some of that income. If you have to schedule an hour or two for a sitter, especially those of you moms who are at home with kids all day, if you're trying to grow a six-figure to multiple-figure business, I'm just going to put what it is. And some of you may disagree with me, but I, I call bullshit on all the moms who say that they're building a six- and seven-figure business while juggling their kids full-time. I call bullshit on that, okay? And some of you guys are like, what, right? Every woman I know who's broke through the six-figure to multiple six-figure mark has invested in their business and invested in support to help, okay? So if you're killing yourself home and you're not turning around some of the income that you're making for a part-time sitter, even if it's the neighbor's 13-year-old that watches your kids for an hour while you can focus on your business, you are telling yourself a lie that you can actually get this done. I'm here to tell you, I coach lots of private clients. I see clients scale and get upwards of towards that six-figure mark, and they're trying to continue to do all the things, right? Being all things mom, being all things career, and scale a six to seven-figure network marketing business, and they blow their adrenals out because it, you're physically, it's not possible without sheer results. So I'm giving you a pass that you should return some of that revenue from your social selling business and put it back out into the universe and pay the neighbor's kid, you know, 10 bucks an hour to entertain your kids so that you can truly get in the zone and treat this business the income producing opportunity that it is. Now, I may have pissed off some people saying that, but I've just seen it. I've seen it too much. There's this mom guilt where women for especially think they should be able to do it all. And it's like, and part comes from like, hey, look at me. I work from, you know, I'm growing this crazy business. Well, you're all things mom, but most people have some support in the house. Even my business coach, multi-millionaire, Kayla Kraft, you know, they don't have a sitter per se, but her husband helps out tremendously, right? So it's like, you know, behind every successful business is support. Right. So don't guilt yourself into thinking that you should have to do it all. Right. Do it all. I'll get off on my high horse on that. All right. Let's get into the three eyes. Well, let me go back to the kid thing for one second, because it definitely is like a hot for me. You know, I I decided to grow a business from home because I wanted autonomy and freedom to be with my kids when 
it worked for both of us. I did not grow this business to be a stay-at-home mom. There's a huge difference between being a stay-at-home mom and being a work-from-home mom who works for themselves. You know, and that's something I'm constantly trying to clarify for people, you know, is that I work, I bet I, bet I work 30 to 40 hours a week leading two businesses, but I do them on my own accord. I leave my house at three every day to pick my kids up and spend time with them in the afternoon. That doesn't mean I don't power backups in the evenings to do workshops or whatnot. My point is I have my kids in school right now, right? So my point is being a woman who has chosen to come home to create freedom in her schedule to be a more present mother, but they can also be a badass entrepreneur who's outsourcing help with their kids. And I kind of want to give you the, the freedom and like to get rid of that guilt that like maybe you're thinking, God, I need some help around the house to really grow this business. That's okay. That's okay. You're growing this business though, so that you can be your own boss so that you can choose certain days that you want to, I can take my daughter to gymnastics early or be involved at their school, right? Okay, I'll stop with that. Let's get into the three I's. The three I's allocated in a week for network marketing specifically. So we're drilling down specifically in the network marketing. The three I's are to, you should spend a third of your week introducing yourself to new people, right? What does that look like in the midst of COVID? For the most part, it's online, right? What are you doing online? every week to grow your network number on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, you know, targetedly, what are you doing to bring your ideal avatar into your network and grow your network? That's the power of network marketing, right? So that's number one. What are you doing a third of the week, literally, to do that? Number two, invite a third of the week you should be inviting people to take a look at your opportunity. So that is taking a cold lead from the introduce, introducing yourself into the funnel of you earned the right to ask them to take a look. What it looks like with our company is a lot of times we do evening overviews, opportunity overviews. We've just, if I've discovered in the DMs, a prospect who's interested in an additional income stream, I might ask them, hey, you know, we've got this overview on Wednesday night. Would you be interested in attending and taking a look, right? So you need a reason to invite. So are, are, is your team running overviews? Do you have a video for them to take a look at, right? Do you, what resources do you have? You should be spending a third of your week asking people to take a look. And the bottom line is some will, some won't. Next, and we have to move on. If your funnel is big enough, it won't matter to you the people who don't respond, right? We're just moving on to the right people where the timing is right and they're interested in what you have to offer, right? Okay, and then the third one is invest. And this is a big one. I'm going to break these down for you guys. The invest is what you're doing right now. The invest is what are you investing in yourself to grow yourself as a social learner, business but it's also... What are you doing to invest in your new business builders, right? What kind of method and process do you have in place to ensure that they hit the ground running, okay? And then the third piece of that is your consumers. Like we don't have a business without the consumption of the product. What is your onboarding process and customer service process for people who are loyal customers or recently enrolled customers, right? So that third, so let me recap again for you guys. Introduce, invite, 
and invest, okay? And I'll go back to my spreadsheet in a minute and I'll break it all down for you guys how I did it, right? Here's the thing. So we'll talk about, we, we kind of talked about the introduced piece a minute ago. I'd love to hear in the chat what you guys think. What are you doing and are you doing now to introduce yourself to new networks weekly? What are you doing to grow your network? Whether you're growing your network on media, whether you're getting involved in the local community, are you joining networking groups? Are you joining particular groups on social media? What are you doing to invite people? Basically, what are you doing to invite people into your feed, right? So that once they land in your feed, they begin to know, love, and trust you through the content that you put out, right? So what are you doing to grow your network? You know, uh, back in the day, pre-COVID, we would have local events, right? You know, I know some of my clients had different ways of having events. Some of you guys who sell wine would have tasting parties, right? Hopefully that'll come back at some point, right? Okay, so let's get into, so that's the introduce. A third of your week, so when you're looking at 10 hours a week, a third of that, 3.3, well, I don't know what a third is of 10, actually. <laughs> but a portion of that, a third, should be in your calendar mapped out to grow your network. So if you guys think back to the chart that I had, five days a week for 15 minutes every morning, I was growing my network. And I used to do that back in the day through Facebook, now through LinkedIn. I would go to people within my network and look at their networks and invite them to connect, right? So that was one way I did it every single day, right? Nowadays, again, I do that with LinkedIn. The other thing is the search function, right? To find people who are your ideal avatar. Another thing that my, my inside my academy that we talked about is I call it cleanup Fridays, where I'm going in and I'm looking at all the likes and the comments in LinkedIn from people who are not in my first degree connections. And I am inviting them to connect with me. Right. So that I can pull them into my network, grow my new set of eyes for my new content coming out. Right. OK. The second one, the I, the other third of your week should be around inviting people to take a look. And that's uh, what we talked about a minute ago. So what do you have? What do you have right now? You can invite people to take a look. Do you have a website? Do you have uh, Facebook communities for prospects? And if you don't, it's something you need to build out, right? Are you doing weekly overviews? Weekly overviews create urgency for people to attend live. I'm a huge fan of them. That's the second piece of the eye is what are you doing to invite people to take a look? Back in the day, we would have what we called Super Saturdays where we would have these big events with the stage and everything and you could bring prospects in. Maybe one day that'll come back, I don't know. Then let's move to the invest piece. This is the third of the eyes that's very important and many times overlooked with new network marketers. New network marketers, you know, get so busy recruiting. And I've seen this in some of my students on LinkedIn. They start enrolling. They figure the code out and they start enrolling folks like hotcakes. Right. And in the process, they're just enrolling like hotcakes and just leaving them to like sink because they have no method, no process no onboarding program to ensure that their new enrollees hit the ground running, right? Do you have templates? Do you have a funnel for overviews? Do you have, you know, scripts? And what is your, what are your steps to get them hitting the ground 
rolling, right? So that is homework number one for a lot of you guys that are listening is what are you doing to set them up for success? Do you have an email sequence, right? I have a particular email, welcome email for the business that has all the resources on it. And then I have an onboarding process, right? Where they come on the calls with me. We orient them to all the resources and we have a call to action each week, right? And this is something you don't have to do on your own. And then for your product users, what kind of onboarding process do you have to make sure they have a pleasurable experience? They know where to go to order more, maybe add more to their cart. Do you have a community of consumers to put them in, right? So that's that's the first I. The second I, which I find most social sellers spend, I'm going to say it out loud, spend too much time. And that is investing. We get we in ourselves. We are obsessed with personal development, right? I'm obsessed with it. I spend every morning now for 45 minutes with coffee and reading personal development. I'm addicted. I love it, right? But we have to be in action too, right? We talk about my team and I, the burnout to all out team, we talk about this a lot with our students in the academy. You guys are like rapid fire absorbing everything but we want you to get out there and take action, right? Sometimes it's time to stop hitting play on the modules and to start taking action with your calendar and committing to the actions you're gonna take because it feels good, doesn't it? To like pour into yourself, it feels good to learn new things. It doesn't feel good to be rejected, right? It doesn't feel good to put that post out and nobody likes it. It doesn't feel good for people to not respond, right? But the reality is you have to have tough skin in this industry and you have to move on to the next person, right? And so personal development is huge, but I want, I'd love for you all who listen to this and you map out your calendar, ask yourself, are you truly balanced in your, your third, third, third activities? Are you truly spending a third? If you only have five hours a week, to work on your business and you're spending three of it working on modules or working on training or reading books and you're only spending two on the actual execution of your business, you need to reassess where you're spending your time. And you need to, this is, I'm saying it out loud, even though I'm a business coach, you need to scale back. <laughs> if you only have five hours, you need to scale back the personal development and scale up the income producing activities to drive your business or you need to commit to more time. And that's why the exercise is so important because when you really look at your calendar and you realize how little time you're committing and where you're maybe off kilter and not balanced, right? You need to go back and level set that. Maybe you need to commit to more time, right? A couple of ideas I would love to hear in the chat for those of you guys who are watching live. What are you doing to personally develop right now? Many of you have company corporate resources to get you up to par with your companies programs, policies, all those things. Many of you are in personal group coaching programs. Like I know a lot of you guys are in my LinkedIn Academy or you're in other programs, leadership programs. What podcasts are you listening to podcasts? These earbuds that I'm wearing, I actually, it's a good like 20 minutes to dry this hair in the mornings. I told you guys I don't waste a minute. I wear these and I listen to podcasts while I'm drying my hair, right? Where can you squeeze in more development and it not eat into the, 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 income producing time, right? While I'm drying my hair, I can't be DMing people for the most part because of my two hands, you know, drying my hair, but I can be listening, passively listening to a podcast, right? So those are just a couple of ideas there. And then the key is with those three eyes, the key is that you repeat weekly, 
you repeat weekly. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to walk you guys through my daily worksheet. Now that I've covered the three eyes, if that would be helpful, I'm going to walk through with you my daily income producing activity worksheet. So you can see, or you can hear how I've broken this down when I was working full time. Okay. So this is a day in the life of a woman who was working full time corporate executive with uh, three little kids. I printed this, like I said, I printed this sheet out every single week and I could check off the quadrants. So every day, Monday through Friday at 5 a.m., I would connect with five new people. At 5.15, I would invite five people to our opportunity overviews on Mondays and Tuesdays, okay? So we had business overviews on Wednesday nights. So for me, those 15 minutes on Monday and Tuesday were strategic because the event was about to happen, right? On Wednesdays, I would follow up at 5.15 a.m. for the people who said that they could attend as a reminder and look to see if there were people I needed to book or schedule three-way calls with with my team. So, but my point here is that I had a method and a formula to create lead generation to the overviews. I was creating activity. And some of you guys know Kristen Arrear. She's just a master at doing this on LinkedIn of creating her pipeline based on the cadence of the business, right? So like knowing where you should be in conversation with your prospects as you're leading up to overviews. Okay. So then at 530, I would post content 530 AM every day of the week, post content on social media. Okay. Now I would block out a time each week to plan my social media. So it was already ready for me. So what I want you guys to hear me say here is it at 5.30 a.m. every day, I'm not just at the like flying off the seat of my pants posting whatever I feel like it. I've actually carved time out during my week, we'll talk about where in a minute, to create content that I've, I have scheduled to post every day. So that when 5.30 a.m. hit, no matter if I've got you know three kids tugging on me or whatnot, I just grab the content that's already been created and literally paste, copy and paste, right? And then you'll see there's nothing in my calendar from 5.30 to 8 a.m. I'm like either working out, taking care of kids, getting them fed, all the things, right? And then at 8 a.m. each day, our team has a call, a global call that people can dial into. And then you'll see in my calendar from nine to noon, I'm working, I'm working, I'm not doing anything, right? Now, there might be days where shit hit the fan in the morning and I didn't get to my connecting five people. I didn't invite five people like I was supposed to. This is where having a chart and tracking it is so important. Because if you don't have a game plan, you will not be successful. You will not hold yourself accountable to what you don't know you need to be doing, right? That you don't know that you didn't follow through with. If you don't have a plan, you're running a hobby and you're gonna get hobby pay, right? Where I was going with this is when life got busy and I didn't get those things done, many times I'd be on random conference calls between nine and noon that I could squeak it in, right? I could squeak in connecting with five new people or I would do it over the lunch hour because I didn't have time to do it in the morning. But do you guys hear what I'm saying in the sense that I'm super intentional with my time and I'm holding myself accountable? Because if there's one thing that I know that I know that I know, That is that if you consistently introduce yourself to people, you consistently invite people to take a look, you will consistently create a pipeline for yourself. And I bet I can get an amen from many of you when you're consistent with that, even if it's 15 minutes a day. If you're consistent with it, you get activity and you get enrollments. When you dry up 
and you don't do it, which it's easy to do, even though it's really only 15 minutes of your day, you start to lose momentum with leads, right? Okay. Then after lunch in the afternoons on Mondays, I have over my lunch break that I would review what we call auto replenishments. A lot of you guys have programs where your uh, consumers get a replenishment every single month. And I would review my brand new customers who were about to get their first shipment. Uh, it was really important for me to touch base with them, make sure they knew how to manage their account, upsell them on anything new that they want, right? And then at 1230, I would run leadership reports and celebrate and support my team. That goes to what? The third eye. Remember the third eye of investing, right? Having a finger on the pulse of your business, celebrating the smallest wins and the biggest wins and letting your teams know that you're, they're appreciated and how successful they're being, right? Now, if you're super busy and you're working full time and you're making some residual income and you don't have a lot of time, I suggest you hire a VA for 15 bucks an hour to pull that report for you once a week right? Pull that report for you. Pull the reports that you need for your auto replenishments, right? Delegate that stuff out. And then on Monday nights, I would invest in 15 to 30 minutes of personal development and reading. And the same for the rest of the week. My evenings, I would wind down through listening to podcasts or personal development. A lot of times, guys, my personal days was listening to a podcast while packing lunches, listening to a podcast while doing dishes, listening to a podcast while cleaning the house, right? So that's where your earbuds become really, really helpful. So that's just on Mondays. On the rest of the week, I had different activities. On Tuesdays, I would try to schedule onboarding calls for new enrollments, right? Like I would try to condense them all to one day at the same time and have them all and walk them through their journey with the program. I think that that pretty much sums it up. I'm not going to go through like the entire worksheet, but the bottom line is with the worksheet I'm walking you guys through is that I work in time blocks. I work in time blocks in the three I quadrants of inviting, investing and introducing and tracking it to hold myself accountable to doing all of the things. So the bottom line is, so let me just tie this in a bow for you guys. The bottom line is you need to get agreement with your family, right? That, and you need to get agreement with yourself with the time you're willing to commit over a seven day period. And you need to divide that time out into thirds for the three eyes that we learned about today and map out where you're actually going to invest in your three eyes and be sure to weekly hold yourself accountable to it. And what you will find is as you rinse and repeat and you rinse and repeat and you track it, you're also gonna track the growth of your business because you no longer are just flying off the seat of your pants. You have a strategic plan of the balance of the three eyes that you know will grow your business, right? All right, I hope this was helpful for you guys today. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co 
Co. or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out and make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show, and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode. <laughs>